Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today we will close out our summer series, A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23 by W. Philip Keller. We will be in chapters 10, 11, and 12. This is the first half of this two-part study. Chapter 10, you anoint my head with oil. Now, as we speak about this, uh, the anointing of oil, one of the things that I love is when we think about the anointing of oil, we think about the Holy Spirit, we think about the Spirit of God. Um, One of the things I had written down is in Exodus chapter 33, verses 1 through 5. And the Lord said to Moses, Depart, go up from here, and you and the people whom you have brought up from the land of Egypt, to the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying to you, your offspring, I will give it. I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanites and the Amorites and the Hittites and the Parasites and the the Hivites and the Jebusites, and go up to a land flowing with milk and honey. But I will not go up among you, lest I consume you on the way, for you are a stiff-necked people. And then it goes on in Exodus chapter 12, verses through 16. It says, Moses said to the Lord, Say to you, uh, See, you say to me, Bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you, uh, you by name, and you also have found favor in my sight. Now, therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me your ways that I may know you in order to find favor in your sight. Consider to the nations as your people. And he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And he said to him, If your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. For how shall it be known that I found favor in your sight, and I and your people? Is it not in your going with us, so that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the face of the earth? He goes on in verse 17, he says, And and the Lord said to Moses, This very thing that you have spoken, I will do for you. Uh, You have found favor in my sight, and I know you by by name. And Moses said, Please, show me your glory. And he said to him, I will will make uh, all my goodness pass before you, and will proclaim before you uh, the name of the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. Uh, but he said, it, uh, you cannot see my face, or uh, for man shall not see me and live. And so one of the things that we see with Moses is there's, there's no way that we can complete our task without 
the Holy Spirit. Um, and when we think about the anointing of oil um, and, and how important it was when they would anoint the, the priest with oil, um, and, and they would have it run from head down. And, and so for us, we need the anointing. Now, unfortunately, there are many Christians that would be okay with just going, hey, uh, I'll just go ahead and I'll take the angel and I'll go ahead. I'm afraid that's where a lot of people are today. Like, God, it's okay. If, if you're not going, I'm still getting the land of milk and honey, honey and, and I'm just going to go ahead and go with the angel. Because I'm going to get what I need right now. And, and so for us, we want the shepherd to anoint us with oil, but also be with us. Uh, and, and that's what Moses was crying out for. He's like, we are your children. We can't move without you. We're not moving. I'm not moving without you. I'm not going. And that's how we should be in, in our time is, is to understand, like, we can't do anything without the Holy Spirit. And, and so when we think about the anointing, uh, some of the things that he talks about is he talks about the fly in the summertime and what the flies do. Now, it's pretty gross because what happens is actually the flies get up into It's a lot of detail. The flies get up into the, the nasal cavities of the sheep and, and they lay eggs and then worms start to, and it drives the sheep crazy. And the sheep don't function. And they start beating their heads against stuff. And at some point, some of them beat themselves to death. And so one of the things I thought about is like for us, you know, even the ewes, they, don't, they stop eating. They, they start, it affects the whole herd. So when flies come in, it affects everybody. And so what he would do is he would anoint their heads with oil. He had a special mixture that he would put around the nasal cavity and on the head to keep the flies away. As soon as I saw those summertime flies, if you didn't do this, you were going to lose your sheep. And, and it's, it's, it's the care of the shepherd that's maintaining watch over the sheep and making sure their every need is being taken care of still. And so he would actually make sure that the sheep were taken care of. So that way they could lie down. Because when they had this happen with the flies and they had the, um, uh, unfortunately, when they had the, the, the worms that would come up into their head, what would happen is the sheep could not rest. And if you have a couple of sheep that can't rest out of the herd, then the rest of the sheep don't rest either. And so one of the things I wrote down is like, what, what are the flies that are bugging you today? Right? What is it that you're allowing into your head that God's not wanting there? Like he's saying, look, you're the Holy Spirit. If you're his, you're, you're, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. Are, are there flies buzzing around your head? Now, you know, when I think about us today, you know, you can. <laughs> I had to have a conversation yesterday about lockdowns, which I thought was a joke. I'm like, are, are we here? Did anybody read anything? Now, I understand people getting sick and stuff. I, I get that. I get that. But the fact that we're, we're actually having those conversations, and I was thinking to myself, here goes that fly of COVID. This one's 2024, the election strand. Let's be real. That's a fly that's floating around for some people. Some of y'all, we have, we have flies, whether it's social justice or you have flies of, of work, people at work that are driving you crazy, you know, and it's like God has got it. God has got it. 
You're His. You belong to Him. He is your shepherd. He has given you the Holy Spirit. And He's like, you have to understand, like, you need the anointing every day. In Luke chapter 11, verse 13, it says, If then you uh, who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? We forget that. It's the persistence of prayer. It's the persistence of prayer. And, and that's why, you know, sometimes you'll hear me pray for somebody over and over when we meet. Because I, I want to make sure God is with them. That God is here in the prayers. That we're coming together and we're praying not only for the church, but we're praying for them specifically. Specifically. And, and so we need to be consistent in our prayers. We need to be consistent in, in the way that we, we go to the Lord, knowing that He gives good gifts to His children. And it's the Holy Spirit that we have with us. In Psalm 84, verse 11, it says, Then the Lord God is a sun and a shield, and the Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does He withhold from, his, from those who are walking uprightly. No good thing does He withhold. We need that anointing every day. We need to deal with those bugs and those peasants, the, you know, the persistence of those pestilence that come around us, and we need to deal with them. In Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2, it says, there is, uh, Therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. You have been set free, enabling you to actually start living for the Lord. There's nothing holding you back. Except you, right? It's like you belong to Him. You're His child. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, He will also provide you a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So even in our, our, our sinful habits, and things that start to become a problem, God gives you a way of escape. He continues to do that, no matter what circumstance that you're going through. And he talks about as summertime is, is, is coming, one of the things they deal with is scabs, which is not a great topic, right? But it's the oil that heals those. It's the oil that heals those. And, and there's such a beauty in that as the shepherd actually rubs the oil on the sheep, on each sheep, taking care of each sheep. We think about it, when we think about the things that are going on in our, in our heads and, um, um, man, this thing's driving me crazy. Here we go. When you think about the things that are going on in, uh, in our heads, whether it's the pressures that we have of our life, um, the things that we deal with, with, with uh, our day-to-day stuff that we deal with, but it's our thoughts. And, and God has is, is got all of those. He's saying, like, I need you to give those over to me. I'm going to anoint your head. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of you. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 through 12, it says, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love. As Christ loved us and gave himself up, a fragrant offer, uh, offering and a sacrifice to God, but sexual morality and all impurity or covetousness must not be named among you it is, uh, as it is proper among the saints. Let there, uh, there be no filthiness nor foolish talk, 
nor crude joking which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. Because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. To take no part in unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it, it is shameful to even speak of these things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed, to, uh, exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that it becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but wise, making the best use of your time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and not be drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing and uh, mel making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence of Christ. Just to remember that the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. It's like you're going to be able to discern what is good and what is wise, right? But if you, if you allow the things of the world, because you can be drunk of the things of the world. Let's just be honest. They're, they're, you can be drunk of the culture. You can be drunk of... You can, I mean, there's a lot of guys fixing to play fantasy football. You can be drunk on that. Because I, I know guys that play for money. They, that, that consumes their whole from here till January. And so that's what it does. And so um, that's one of the things that we see. And so uh, for us, we, we need to remember that we are to be filled with the Spirit. And it is, I can tell you, when you're in the valley, it is hard, it's hard. Because you have to, you have to look for those things. You need people that are gonna surround you and, and when it comes to those things in that verse where it says that you're addressing one another with psalms and hearing some spiritual songs and singing, making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always for everything to God in the Father and name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Those things, addressing one another with psalms, that's what you need around you. You need people surrounding you that are going to love on you, that are going to walk with you, that are going to, to be with you through that valley. And, and, man, there'll be times when you're ready to sing, and there'll be times when you just need to cry, and it's okay. But we walk with each other through the valley. Look, the last thing I wanted to hear is, man, our, we had one brother fall out, fall down and break a shoulder. We had Miss Darla lost her mom. And then, you know, and then we, we had somebody had to go for a stamp. But these are, this is, remember what I said about the tent? But the thing that I want you to remember is this, is Jesus took the same tent. That was in our scripture today. And the word became flesh. Jesus put on the same tent that you have on. The son of God had a body that was wearing out just like we do. And, and, and I love that because, I mean, it's just a reminder of that he knows everything that we go through. He put this tent on. 
because he loved us. In Philippians 4, 8, it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, I'm going to keep giving you all this verse. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Go back to the basics. Go back to the basics. Now, somebody asked me this week, like, I, I don't even know where to start with the Bible. Where do I even start? I was like, well, what story do you know? Do you know the story of Jesus? Yeah, go back to the basics then. Start with the book of Luke. That way you get the birth all the way to the crucifixion and the resurrection. But go back to the basics. Don't become stiff-necked. Unfortunately, you know, that's what happens when, when sheep don't want to follow. They want to do their own thing and they want to eat things they're not supposed to eat and put themselves in situations they're not supposed to be in. And he talks about this. He talks about how the sheep will, they get so honorary during the time of season when it's time to mate and they want to hit heads together. So that's what the sheep want to do. They just want to butt heads because they're trying to get the show off for the mate, right? And so what does the, the shepherd do? The shepherd puts grease on their head. So that way when they hit it, they just slide off of each other. And then it's like, it's like W. Philip Keller said, they, they just look goofy. Like they don't know what just happened. They look goofy in front of each other and then they just go on about their business. But we have to be careful not to become stiff-necked as sheep. And, and, and one of the things I always think about is Stephen um, in Acts chapter 7, verse 51. It says, you stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you've always resisted the Holy Spirit. As your fathers did, so do you. So for us, we need to remember, like, we have the Holy Spirit. Don't resist it. So if you start having those flies that are showing up and things that you know are going to draw you into something that you shouldn't be going into, you need to, you have the Holy Spirit that's telling you not to do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You've been anointed. You're His. And, and we as, as Christians shouldn't be knocking each other in the head. The one thing that I really loved this week is I saw the body of Christ come together. And that's it's a beautiful thing. Remember how we talked about the different parts of the body and how they all work together? That's what we're supposed to do all the time. But when we start becoming stiff-necked and we want to have our way and, and, and uh, you know, we start wanting to argue with people and... I, I got to do it my way. If not, it's, it's what ends up happening is you start creating division among each other. And you start wanting to butt heads. And we can't have that. We can't have that. The only thing that we need is Jesus. That's why Paul was saying in, in 1 Corinthians in verse 10, verse, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 12. What I mean is each one of you says, I follow Paul, I follow Apollos, I follow Caiaphas, or I follow... Christ is Christ divided was Paul crucified for you or were you baptized in the name of Paul I thank God that I was baptized none of you except uh, Crispus and Gaius so that no one may say that you were baptized in my name he's like the only thing you should be focused on is Christ don't get caught up in the the petty back and forth stuff that happens because it happens he, he talks about it with sheep and he's like, don't allow those things to, to, ha to be named among you. As he talks about, you know, the, um, the cup overflowing, it's, it's a reminder to us that, that we need to stop and give thanks to God and give praise to God 
And, and it, you know, one of the things I think is just, man, right off the bat, you know, he talks about even catching the sheep during the wintertime and how the sheep would have a, a cold or a chill. And, he, you know, he would give them bourbon and a little bit of water to warm them up. And he said all they would do is take that sip. And he goes, the little ewes were so funny because they would jiggle and start jumping. And he goes, and it was that quick that that chill was taken away from them. And, and all he could think about is that verse, uh, uh, the overflowing cup pouring out of Calvary. And we have that available to us, and we need to remember that. It, it's, it, it goes back to what we learned back in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. It says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened, with the power through the Holy Spirit in your inner being. In your inner being. So that Christ may have strength to, uh, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth. And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask according to the power of at work within us to him be the glory of the church and in christ jesus through all the generations and forever and ever amen it's like you need to be strengthened to the power of the holy spirit and we all need that we have to be connected to the power of the holy spirit chapter 11 deals with surely goodness and mercy i think his version says surely goodness and love will follow me uh, but this part of the psalm is is this is, I, you know, one of the things I thought about when I read this, and even as he's talking about it, because he talks about surely goodness and mercy, but he's like, when, when your life is, you're in the middle of it, surely goodness and mercy is not what you're feeling at that time, right? But the mercies and his goodness are still there. But he talks about how hard it is to comprehend that in that moment. And, and, and I love what he says because he talks about the two, uh, the goodness and mercy. They're like twins back to back to, to take care of each one of you. Goodness and mercy will follow me every day in my life because you're his. Because you're his. In Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 and 23, it says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end that they are... They're, they're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And the word mercies in the Hebrew is, is in the Old Testament 250 times. Mercies. God's gracious love. And, it, 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 and when he talks about his mercy, it's encompassing his love and his grace, his compassion, and his truth. All of those things wrapped up into his mercies. And, and you know, at... When we, when we are looking at this, it's very important for us to understand. It's, it's um, one of the things he talked about is he's, he talked about not boasting, right? And, and we boast in, in God. Um, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 31, it says, So that it is written, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord, right? It's easy to boast in things today, right? You get online, you start boasting about certain things or... Um, you, you get on Google and you become a, a knowledgeable about everything, right? And so you go online and start boasting about 
It would be bad. It would be like if I started boasting about electric work and I read an article on... <laughs> I read an article on uh, on Google and I think I'm a, a master electrician. I'm not. But if I start boasting about that, I have no idea what any of that stuff is. I'm wrong for doing that. But we boast in God and we can do that because God's like, you can boast in me. You boast in me. I got you. And... and you know, at the end of the day, it's like to understand, like when we think about the master and, and the shepherd, it's like he has you. He knows what's going on in your life. When everything is crumbling, when everything seems to be like just out of control. And I can tell you, I talked to somebody when, I mean, they, they're going through a really tough time right now. And, and I, you know, one of the things Teresa reminded me is like God's mercies. Like, it could be worse. It could be worse. But because of God's grace and God's mercy and His love for you, it's not. It's not. Like, it's, it, and, you know, and, and, and self-inflicted wounds. So just FYI, He did it to Himself because of His sin. It's self-inflicted. But again, His mercies are there. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 